everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Disorganized Religion Podcast, or as we like to call it in the social media world, hashtag DRP. Derp. I don't like that at all. Did we look it up yet to see what that hashtag means? No, we'll put our best people on that. <laughs> Do we have any people? No, we don't. No. We, no. They're all right here in the room. That's all we got. <laughs> Just the three of us. We, we're all we have. <laughs> all right, well... Uh, yeah, we'll have to get into that. Maybe we can uh, have some kind of a opening like montage of uh, Twitter hashtags and stuff. We need a theme song that we should really have. Mm, we should. We got an opening jingle. Yeah. We should sing it. Something that sticks in your head. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I think that's a good way to go. <laughs> if people are like sampling the beginning of the podcast as they're going through and they hear us singing as the start, they might go, keep on going there. Methodists <laughs> are singing people. We are singing people. That's true. There, yeah, there's no singing well requirement there. In the hymnal, it says, sing lustily. Does Remember it that? really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got I to gotta share it that. It pulls no, out a hymnal. I got a hymnal on me at all times. got a hymnal handy. Just in case singing breaks out. Jim Harnish always says, a good preacher is ready to preach, pray, sing, or die at a moment's notice. So, always have a hymnal on you. The directions for singing are such. Number one, learn these tunes before you learn any others. Afterwards, learn as many as you like. <laughs> sing them exactly as they are printed here without altering or mending them at all and if you have learned to sing them otherwise unlearn it as soon as you can wow harsh this there, is the Methodist hymnal there's more Methodist hymnal sing all see that you join with the congregation as frequently as you can let not a slight degree of weakness or weariness hinder you if it is a cross to you take it up then you will find it a blessing wow <laughs> This, oh my. This is, this is a reach. Here it goes. And then sing lustily and with good courage. Yes. Not to be confused with sing lustfully. <laughs> it's not what it means. Licentious. Licentious. Well, sing lustily with good courage. Look, speaking of singing lustily, <laughs> have you ever noticed like some songs you could like maybe swap out? A name or two, and it could become a a love song for a significant other rather than a than a worship song. Oh, like could you swap out the word Jesus for your wife's name and use it as that's what use I did. it as poetry? When I asked her to marry me, that's what I did. Did you take <laughs> a hymn? And, no, no, I'm just kidding. I did that. <laughs> She'd have been like, uh, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Deshaun, you're single, so so maybe. Oh no, <laughs> maybe this would be a. That's true. This would be a a, a courtship uh, thing you could try. You know, you could, you know, look up some some lyrics for a hymn or or a contemporary song and use them. Like for instance, um, so I. You gonna go a little beat poet? Yeah, you want me to? Do, do it. Yeah. Okay, so here is your love never fails maybe British accent we know that one right you need British accent for this yeah sure I don't, I don't try do, it I don't do a good British no accent. accents okay no. cool okay. so your love never fails this could be poetry to your significant other so um, nothing can separate even if I ran away your love never fails you know what you need hold on do that again but say the word baby first ooh baby nothing can separate <laughs> Even if I ran away, babe, your love never fails. I know I still make mistakes, but you have new mercies for me every day. Your love never fails. 
You stay the same through the ages. Your love never changes. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> See, that <laughs> takes on a whole new context, doesn't it? That'll work, man. I think that'll work. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be other songs that you could do that with. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the best one has to be um, uh, you, you take uh, How Great Is Our God, but you change it to My Girl. Oh no! Okay, let's hear it. Gotta do it. Let's hear How it. How great is my girl? It's <laughs> how great is my girl? And all we'll see. How great? How great is my girl? <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah, I think it'll work. Yep. Um, Good stuff. So, so Deshaun, you give that a try. Let us let us know how it goes. <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> And when it doesn't work, we'll try, we'll try something else. <laughs> this is good advice. You're just leaving on the table. Well, then the question would be, you know, I mean, would a girl prefer a hymn in poetry style with her name in it? Or, is that what her name? or you know, kind of more the more like contemporary worship style? Um, I guess well, it may, may depend on the girl, I guess. Maybe for your age group, she, she may not have heard a whole lot of hymns, right? So she might be more familiar with the yeah, no, contemporary are, stuff. Yeah. So you might go with the hymns. You know, then you could claim credit for it. That's true. True. That's true. She doesn't know. She's it. less she can't likely find to out. less likely to find out what you're doing. <laughs> Say, wait a minute, I heard that on the radio. <laughs> so you gotta marry her first, like before she hears it, right? You gotta lock that deal down. <laughs> wait, wait, that that's the poem you read to me at you. <laughs> Mid worship service. No, I'm sure. I'm sure they borrowed it from me. <laughs> it's right, middle Charles Wesley, who is dead, and has been dead for 300 years. <laughs> he got that one from me. <laughs> it's not that long. 200 years. 200. Uh, a little over 200. Little yeah. Sorry, sorry, Charles. You're not that old. I gotta say though, I mean, it, it is an interesting debate even in church, right? Now, yeah, which one would work on the girl to get to her to marry you is another whole other issue, but I mean, that, talk about a topic that consumes plenty of staff meetings and you know, any any, any discussions about church is you know the whole uh, do you go with our hymns better, right? These timeless classic songs right. written you know decades if not centuries ago. Um, Versus the what what I've heard derisively called the Seven Eleven songs that you play. In, yeah, uh, what's a in what's a Seven Eleven song? So um, think of songs like uh, uh, God of Wonders. Remember God of God Wonders, Wonders beyond our galaxy. Holy, holy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. you will say that same seven words eleven times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you just repeat the chorus over and over and over. Beyond our galaxy. Six. six, close enough. But so, there's there's no six eleven. There's a seven eleven, which is what anyway makes a joke. But still, you get the point that you say the same seven words eleven times, and people who like the hymns will mock mock those songs. Yeah, as, as they should. As they should. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think, I mean, so I mean, to be honest, I have. I've gotten lost in God of Wonders. Like I've been there, <laughs> feeling, feeling the spirit. Yeah. Yep, I've been there, feeling God of Wonders. Um, I mean, I believe they were playing that when I was in college, and that was not recently. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's been around for a while. So, what but, are the usual sort of pros and cons lists for a contemporary song, and then pros and cons for a for a hymn? Like, what 
What do you hear the most often? Well, I mean, I, my impression is that the the hymns are like educational. It's, it was a way to convey, you know, timeless theological themes, and uh, and and I mean, at a time when you know, Sunday school was school. Like, I mean, the, yeah, yeah. When churches provided schools, so I mean, they, they I think that the education and the worship kind of blended together a lot more mm-hmm. where you were really looking to teach people things and teach and teach kids things like these theological ideas. Um, now well, I and, think and sort of <clears throat> in, well, in, in those older churches, like everything was sort of geared that way. So the, the stained glass windows, the, the hymns that you sang, the stories, you know, it, it like the whole environment was yeah, all the designed. It was, it was designed to look like a cross, the whole, you know, yeah. from the, you know, from That's the right. foundation, it was, Right. You have the middle aisle, and then you have the crossing aisle. Um, and it'd be really tall, so that you would you'd feel this urge to look up, up into the heavens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they had the the cross shaped aisles because when you do a funeral, you're walking the person the last few steps to Jesus. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, all those things have an educational purpose, like the church architecture, the music, the so the, 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 the pro for the hymn is it a little deeper theologically, perhaps. Yeah, and, and, and even today, and, I mean, and, you look at the screens and you, you're saying, seeing these words, and I mean, they give you some things to think about. Yeah, definitely. But isn't it true that they, they, the tunes that they put a lot of those hymns to were, were familiar, like I, bar, I believe, bar songs and, I believe the, and yeah. stuff that they would play. <laughs> so people knew the music; it was right. the lyrics that were. <clears throat> yes, and you know maybe that's why he needed that rule up there in the front. If you've learned if you've learned this song another way, <laughs> forget it. Don't, don't sing it like erase it. Don't sing it like yep. you did in the pub. It's the second rule. <laughs> it's like Second Amendment. Yeah. This is as important to them as gun control is to us today. Sing them exactly as they're put in here. <laughs> Which without altering or mending them at all. And if you have learned to sing them otherwise, right. say at the bars, right. <laughs> I'll learn it as soon as you can. So you, you don't put that rule in there as the second rule. If that's the, not it it. Yep. Yep. You got the drunks coming to church singing it their way. <laughs> Knock it off. So, and this might just because of my gender and my, my, but I, I don't find myself singing hymns like later on in the day. Like, like if I've gone to a contemporary service, like I'll, like an earworm, like you'll hear that song in my head, the back, you know, you know, hours later I'll be humming it or, you know, and that doesn't happen to me for hymns. I, I do appreciate the, the deeper lyrics and the theology of, of the hymn, but I don't, I don't get the same I think I do after get the same sticking in my head. I think do you? Whichever one is last. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the last service was traditional, that's what's in my head. Um, but I, I, I mean, a few of them I do. Amazing Grace, if, if we sing that one. Yeah, some of them are I, I, I walk away singing that one. but I've always been a hymn guy, so yeah. I've got hymns rolling through my head all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, I, we're all fans. Um, but I, I was wondering if contemporary music, like if, if, it, if that earworm effect, like, like people go out singing those songs or hear them on the radio and it reinforces. Because it's almost poppy. Like it's almost yeah. kind of like modern music, but, you know, with a Jesus spin on it. Right. And so, <laughs> the love song where you change it. Right, right. We've just seen two great examples of that. Remember, there used to be a website where you could type in the name of a secular band, and it would spit out the name of a Christian band instead. Like, oh no! Did they used to do that? Yeah, like if you like this, you'll like this Christian band. 
if you like Def Leppard. I, but I think <laughs> you'll like Ryan. <laughs> you'll look, <laughs> yeah, that's what you like do. Striper. Yeah, I forget what that was called. That, that was a long time ago now. But um, yeah, I, I every think, every youth I director in the world does he talk off a lot. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we, youth directors, we need to know that right to keep uh, everybody engaged and keep them from listening to stuff that they were finding disturbing. Um, but I will say that I, I think that, like I said, you know, like there I am feeling it with God of Wonders. Back in 1996 or whatever, <laughs> and I mean, I think there, there's, I think those those things come out of more like a, like a like a contemplative, um, almost like a meditative kind of experience, oh. where almost like a chant. It's intimate. It's like chanting, right? Yeah, it's kind it's of intimate. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wonder like if you heard like Gregorian chant stuff, you know, there, there's not words to those usually, um, but it's kind of like a. <clears throat> It's kind of like a way to almost empty out your head of other stuff. Mm, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's not, it doesn't take a lot of work. You know, it's not hard to learn these songs. Right. You know, um, doesn't, and maybe that might be the, one of the knocks on it is there is sort of the challenge of learning lots of different words. Right. Yeah. But, um, but no, I, I think that's not the point. The point isn't to educate you with, the, with those, those choruses in the contemporary music. It's, it's really more of an experiential um, kind of thing. Um, Real and, Pentecostal vibes up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm not going to go that far but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, like I, I do like um, I do like how some artists today are actually taking hymns and putting them yeah, to a more you yeah know, and there's a, some really good ones more yeah. contemporary you know, giving it more contemporary musicality perhaps I don't know any music words my kids will probably laugh at me for that <laughs> um, but uh, but for example I, the, the um, I'll tell you the, the, the big song at uh, my seminary was um, uh, it's in the Methodist hymnal number three sixty three. If you want to sing along at home, <laughs> that's, that's uh, everybody get out your but, hymnal. Uh, right, if you have one at home or, or your car, wherever you are. Uh, no, sorry, if you're in your car right now. Do not get your hymnal out. <laughs> <laughs> ten and two, ten and two. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but and can it be is like like when you're at chapel, right? Everybody's feeling it. They built it out. Um, they would play a little faster. In, in the chapel services in seminary, then it's actually written, I think, in the hymnal, and it makes a big difference when you kind of give it a little extra oomph. But, um, but for example, here's here's a quick snippet of of um, of and can it be, and the uh, this might get blocked by the uh, internet censors, uh, but yeah, we're gonna get copyright blocked. <laughs> That's probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're flagged. <laughs> um, but and th- so we're get- this is gonna get us get flagged probably. But here's Chris Tomlin. Oh yeah, you can't play him. We're gonna get. Yeah. So amazing like, love. Yeah. Um, so that amazing love line comes from "And Can It Be." Um, uh, just in there somewhere. Amazing love. How can it be? For me. Yeah. All right. Stop, Eric and I'm trying to talk over it a little bit. See if you can, yeah. but so, not gonna work. But uh, yeah. So I mean, so that's a hymn that was written uh, 1739, <laughs> uh, and uh, here's uh, you know 
Chris Tomlin taking it and he obviously appreciating the message of it, um, but then giving it a more contemporary spin. So, you know, I don't know where the where the sweet spot is, right? To find the, the balance there, um, I do. I do find myself having to be the one that suggests on occasion, including uh, a contemporary version of a, of a hymn in uh, contemporary worship. In, in a modern service. Yeah. Uh, a hymn for hipsters. Hymns for hipsters. <laughs> yeah. Did you? All I gotta say, I gotta say, jo- Josh, the guy who works here now, is is good about that. He 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 likes all of it. And oh, and he's a he yeah, he's it. a big fan of traditional yeah. music. So, but on average, I think you go to um, those Elevation Hillsong kinds of places. Yeah. You're not going to hear, and can it be that I should gain? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, either in hymn form or <coughs> spruced up, you know, modern form. So, um, so you know, I mean, I always tell people who are, you know, debating whether they're going to go to the traditional service or a modern service. I, <laughs> I know this is unique to me, but on a Sunday, if for some reason I go to one and not both, I feel off. Like I feel like I've I've had the whole experience. When I've done the modern service and then I've done the mm-hmm. the, the traditional service, that feels like a complete morning of worship to me. <laughs> and, uh, so, are you suggesting that our congregation should attend I would, both, I would both be services? More than happy, I'd be more than happy for people to come and do both. I think that'd be a good day. You do modern, you go to your Sunday school class, and you do the traditional at the end. You get the whole ball. Get yeah, the whole three ball hours. Yeah. Deshaun can do it. You can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> But mine's only one service. <laughs> well, I mean, you, we got to break up a little bit. Baby steps, man. You got to get us there. But, um, so, so as Deshaun aspires to shorter services, here we are aspiring to not not get the death stare at 12.05. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think it's important that we validate both. I mean, both of them have a lot of value. The hymns will teach you theological ideas. Um, that, that do matter, you know. If you understand theology, I think I think those ideas will play out in your in your life and in your thinking and in your speaking. Um, and to and to not have those, I think, kind of creates a little adriftness that yeah. Yeah. Could, be, could be locked down. I think if you have a little more of those those ideas clear yeah. in your head. Well, shout out to uh, Reverend Candice Brooks. She was my uh, uh, worship instructor at Asbury, and she said, you know, if as a as a church leader and pastor, you ought to be choosing the hymns carefully because what you sing is what you believe, you know. And that always stuck with me. Like, you know, she yeah. got hired there despite my protests. You didn't want her to be hired. There. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so have against Candace? Here's the deal. So, so I was, I think I was student government president that year, and I got to be in on the interviews for the new uh, worship professor. Yeah. And so we had like four or five candidates. <laughs> And um, oh, and I I have so we're meeting at different times. The morning she came in, I had a Hebrew exam. I've been up all night studying for Hebrew exam. I'm like in the car on the way there. Stoplights, reading Hebrew. I'm like you know walking to the park, into the building reading Hebrew. Flashcards, yep. flashcards. Yeah, I'm I'm in a dark place. Right? <laughs> right. I mean everything I'm reading is backwards. Right. And it's, I'm, in a, I'm in a dark place. Right. So. I walk into this room and we're going to interview Candace and I just was at a foul place. <laughs> she didn't stand a chance. For the moment. So Steve asks us, uh, who's the, the uh, vice president of the seminary at the time. Steve Harper. Uh, Steve Harper says, so give me like your ranking of the people that we interviewed. And I, I wrote, so candidate one, then candidate two, then candidate three, 
the candidate for the no one than Candace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've told her this. She she knows this story and she loves it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves it. <laughs> but I have to say, then get, getting to work with her, you know, with with the different student government stuff that I had to do, I mean, it was a huge gift that they didn't listen to what I said <laughs> and hired her because she is a fantastic leader. Yeah, she was A great, great gift to all of us when we were in seminary. She now actually is... Uh, uh, out here in the in the trenches with us, she's a pastor also yep. uh, today. Um, but um, brought a lot of gifts to seminary, brought a lot of gifts to the to, to the churches that she served. So yeah, she was a good find. Yeah. Thanks for not listening to me, Steve. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to us again on the DRP. Is that where we're going? The derp. I was going to give you guys space to say derp if you wanted to. <laughs> I appreciate Maybe that. Maybe it'll stick in my head like a, like a, a God of Wonders does. Uh, but so far, it's not there. But thank you so much for listening to us uh, today on the Disorganized Religion Podcast. I'm Bat Haran. That's Deshaun. That's Eric. And we're glad to hang out with you. We'll see you again next time. They left singing a hymn. Yep. <laughs> Your love never. That's right. We should have sung out.